Hello, and welcome to Everyone's Better Than Me, But I'm Getting Better, the podcast. I'm Cameron Lindsay, a New York City comedian. If you don't know anything about the show, which you probably don't because this is the first episode, let me tell you a bit about it. Um, I'm sort of a perfect person, but we can always be better, and that includes you. And that includes me, which is what's going to happen today with uh, our guests. And in each episode, in fact, I'm going to have a guest who's going to help me get better at something that they are an expert at. Uh, by the time that this show finishes, I will be an expert at all things, better than I was before, um, and even more perfect. And hopefully you can improve yourself as well. Uh, today on the show, we have a, a special guest, Brooke Jeanette. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Brooke. I am a horror fiction podcaster, and I'm here to help Cameron improve himself. That's great. And we have a, a very special topic to improve on today. But But before we get to that, I think it would be um, best to uh, get to know Brooke a little bit better. Um, we have uh, some questions that will help our audience better understand who you are, um, and then some questions that the audience has submitted as well to better understand you. Um, uh, so I guess, Brooke, first, um, if you could just answer these questions sort of as quickly as you could. Uh, uh, first, how, how did we meet? How do we know each other? Oh, we met like vaguely in college. Okay, vaguely in college. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what I have written down as well. How how many times have you bought me a drink? Zero. Okay, zero times. Yeah, that's also what I have written down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, lastly, who do we both think is the best classic '90s character to be elected governor of Nevada? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. That's tough. There's a lot. I mean, she's from. I, I wrote. I have the answer written down. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to defer to you on this one. It's Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, really? Okay, wonderful. And now on to the uh, fan-submitted questions. Um, for our first question, we have a question from uh, Jeremy from from Wisconsin. Um, how many words do you think you've said today? Mm, 382. Okay, uh, wonderful. Jeremy, I hope that has answered your question. And then our second and last fan-submitted question uh, comes from Natasha from New York. What's so scary about caves? Why do they have to be like that? I think it's just the dark. The dark is scary. Yeah. The dark is pretty scary. Um, and and to the second part, why do they have to be like that? Because uh, the sun is not down there. So that's just nature. And that's, yeah, that's science. Yeah, or nature. Yeah, that's science or nature. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that helped out, uh, Natasha. Um, uh Gene, uh, is there anything else that we need to... Sorry, Gene is our produ- producer. I'm just oh. checking with Gene real quick. Gene, is there anything else that we need to cover before we got on to the topic at hand? Um, they're shaking their head no. Um, so we can get right into it. Um, uh, we have a very special topic today uh, to help me get better at um, and help me, if I'm mispronouncing this, appreciating Barbara Streisand. Is that right? Yes. I think it's something that... It's a skill everyone should hone. Yeah, I mean, certainly me. Uh, I feel like um, the only thing I really know about Barbara Streisand to appreciate is a, a quick reference um, from Coffee Talk uh, in the SNL sketch when they talk about her um, Prince of Tides outfit. Um, so I think I could, I think there is room to improve here. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, where should we where should we start? Um, do you have any? Um. Well, we could start with her childhood, her development of tinnitus, overcoming that as a, as a singer, as an actress. Uh, there's a lot of different aspects of her career to discuss. I think 
you know, it's good to just latch on to whatever inspires you about her career. Okay. Uh, um, well, I am interested in the tinnitus thing. Tonight, that's the ringing in your ears. Yeah. Right? She she developed tinnitus as a child. Yeah, I think that I think she's had it since childhood and just like has to deal with that as being one of the you know most prolific and well known performers of the past 50, 60 years. Okay, two two follow-up questions. One, do you think uh, that uh, that makes her a better singer? Hmm. Probably. Okay. Overcoming and, adversity uh, is good. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, two, do you think that makes me appreciate her more as a vocalist, knowing that she has tinnitus or had tinnitus as a child? Yeah, I think that's a very okay. easy thing to make people respect her more. Okay. Okay, good. I'm writing this down. Um, I'll... I think I assume that'll be on the quiz later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, um, tinnitus wrote that down. Um, and so after after the tinnitus, what else is there to appreciate it about her? Does it sort of stop there? Is there anything else to appreciate her? Well, yeah. So the tinnitus isn't the peak. It's actually we're just that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more okay. to unpack. It gets better. Yeah, it does get better. Um, I think it's really keeps, in- it keeps getting better. It that's, keeps that's the tagline getting for the better. Show, sorry. <laughs> yes, um, I think that th- some of the most interesting things about Barbara Streisand, um, her career, you know, has been really expansive, but it was super front loaded in the early years of her life, like the roles that she's super well known for: Hello Dolly, Funny Girl. I mean, she's like nineteen and twenty. She's so wow. young uh, and experiencing this like extreme recognition. Um, and Michelle couldn't even, yeah, Lee Michelle could not, um, but Lee Michelle can't read. So, you know, it's different. Um, she doesn't even have tinnitus. No. Yeah. And I, I think the tinnitus is key. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird looking back retrospectively on someone's life when they grow up in such a different time, but it's wild to believe that Barbara Streisand is not like a classically attractive person. Um, but she did have to kind of like her character in Funny Girl fight against not being the conventional beauty standard um, and being the most talented voice in the room. Can I latch on to that as well, actually? Yes. So um, I, I, I was under the impression that my appreciating of Barbara Streisand in this episode would largely come from uh, her vocal prowess and I guess her, her, her prowess on the screen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess you're, you're saying now that... Uh, a, a way for me to better appreciate her would be to know that she's not conventionally attractive. So should I bring up images of her? There's not, I mean, this is a podcast, I guess the visual component might be lost, but um, listeners, if you are um, able to at the moment, please just Google image search Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I think it's relevant to her prowess on the screen to be acting alongside uh, a lot of female leads who were not seen as people who could be funny and who were just seen as um, a very kind of like conventional mold that you had to fit. She shattered that pretty much out of the gate with her role in Funny Girl, where she has a fantastic singing voice. You know, that's never really been able to be debated. And then she is you know, the movie is a biopic of Fanny Bryce, who is a famous female comedian. So she's so funny. Um, and she is asserting this dominant comedy role as a woman um, in a time where you don't see a lot of women in roles like that. And she's beautiful. 
Um, but she is really asserting a standard of beauty that's not common. So I think that not only is her prowess like obvious through that role, but also to kind of challenge so many norms right out of the gate, I think is really impressive. She uh, she's uh, both in screen and in uh, voice and in unconventional attractiveness. Uh, the triple threat, I think, is um, absolutely or quadruple threat if you include the tinnitus. Um, I think that uh, since we are on the topic of Funny Girl, um, I have uh, people pulled up, which I, I believe is a song from Funny Girl. Is that correct? It is. Um, would, it, would it be uh, help in this appreciating of Barbara Streisand to, um, to to hear that song, to hear a little a clip? Oh, yeah. Um, Gene, if you could cue up the um, sound, please. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Wow, that was really uh, that was really something. Um, it's it was like I'd never heard it before. Which is also true. I hadn't heard it before this. Uh, uh, we were only able to play 15 seconds of that for uh, copyright reasons, which is why I think that we're about to hear it. Yep, there it is. That is the gotcha alarm. Brooke, I don't mean to concern you, um, but the, uh, I, I didn't mention this in the introduction of the show, but one of the twists of the show is that we also, you know, I, I'm a pretty great person and it's, it's great that people are helping me get better, but I also don't like when people are too big for their britches. And I feel like that maybe you are a, a little bit full of yourself with your ability to appreciate Barbra Streisand better than other people. Mm -hmm. And so to take you down a notch, we've got a little a little twist, a little wrinkle in the show. Um, since we are only able to appreciate Barbra Streisand in 15 second increments um, in her music because of copyright reasons, I'd also like to ask you to please help me become better at appreciating her only in 15 second increments. So when you start helping me uh, understand what makes this song so great, people so great. I am going to start a timer. Um, and you're okay. Which um, is, yeah, starting now. Okay. Well, um, People is a fantastic song due to it having a beautiful score, uh, covering it's lots of aspects of loneliness and romance and questioning uh, conventional romantic standards of the day. Uh, and that's why it's awesome. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, I, you, I, I'm going to have to strike the last part of that from the record. Um, Understood. Audience, if you heard what she said there, please do not take that into consideration when appreciating Barbara Streisand. Also, admittedly, I was really uh, distracted by the stopwatch, so it made it sort of difficult for me to understand what you were saying, but something about score. <laughs> um, so I wrote that down. And yeah, that was about all I got, actually. Um, 15 seconds isn't a long time. But it has been enough time for me to reflect on uh, how it was a short amount of time. So I think it'd be good maybe to hear another clip. Um, to sure hear thing. Song. Um, uh, I, I have uh, two options here. The Way We Were or Papa Can You Hear Me. Between the two. Papa Can You Hear Me. Okay, here we go. Here is 15 seconds of Papa Can You Hear Me from the original motion picture soundtrack, Yentl. Looking at the skies, I seem to see a million eyes. Which ones are yours? Where are you now that yesterday has waved goodbye and closed its door? 
wow, that was that, that was 15 seconds of um, emotion uh, is really what I took away from that. Um, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. But again, 15 seconds only starting now. Okay, so Yentl is actually an adaptation of, I think, a 1930s stage play uh, about a woman who dresses as a man in order to study the Talmud after the death of her father. Uh, and so it involves uh, just like a lot of different elements of gender and identity and also man I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, gender and identity. And I think you said Mexican at the end, but I <laughs> uh, can't, be, can't be certain. Um, we'll just have to imagine what you would have said. Um, I mean, I wish you could speak more about it because really you just told me that uh, Yentl is effectively a uh, stage play turned into a, a, a musical with with Barbara Streisand. That seems to be the same plot of, as Tootsie, I, th I think. I, I think that's... I haven't seen Tootsie in a while. Or Yentl, um, so no way to know. But uh, since we have um, uh, had a couple quick glimpses uh, at uh, Miss Streisand's... Um, vocal prowess, uh, uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about um, her time on the screen. I know that's something else that um, you were hoping to help me get better at uh, appreciating. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, you only have 15 seconds to do that. I, I think we, maybe we can uh, do a little uh, foregrounding um, that doesn't have to happen in 15 seconds. Okay. So right now I'm, I'm foregrounding her career as an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, my introduction to Barbara Streisand is through the movie room in my grandparents' house where all of the movies are categorized based on whim. And Barbara has two sections, musicals and straight films. Um, and I don't know that she's as well known for the straight films, although The Way We Were is one of them. It's not a musical. She just wrote uh, or performs the title song. Um, but she's a fantastic dramatic actress. She brings emotion, whether she's singing or whether she is acting without music. And it's very striking to see her perform. I, I feel like we're getting a little bit into the learning about appreciating her as opposed to foregrounding her, her performance. That's fair. Um, so we'll have to deduct, I think, maybe at least three seconds. Okay. The next um, bit. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to go into, I mean, what is it about her performance that sets her apart, that makes it sort of a topic that I should be appreciating more than, say, appreciating the, you know, um, performance of, uh, let's say, John Lovitz, for example. Um, well, I mean, they're both actors worth appreciating. John Lovitz, a character actor of, in his own right. Um, but I think that Barbara Streisand performs every role that she does as if, she is singing a song, even if she is. Sorry, you're out of time. I'm sorry. That's uh, 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 I appreciate what you had to say. Um, I'm not sure that Mr. Lovitz will appreciate it. I know that he's an, an avid listener um, of this podcast. Mr. Lovitz, if you're listening, um, I think that you uh, bring a, a musical quality to every role that you perform as well. Um, yeah, I think we could all I think we could all learn something from you. And if you ever want to be on the show. Um, John Lovitz, that is, not uh, Barbara Streisand. I mean, I, we could probably make time. But. Uh, well, uh, we're coming up on uh, time for the show as well. Is there any final thoughts that you'd like to say to um, help me better appreciate Barbara Streisand? I mean, I think I've gotten a lot here. I'm certainly appreciating her, appreciating her better than I was before. 
You know, I think that um, I wasn't expecting to get into this, but the degrees of separation between John Lovitz and Barbara Streisand has made me feel like it's necessary to mention the film Meet the Fockers, uh, where she uh, plays Ben Stiller's mother. And it just it seems like an opportunity where we could have seen them acting together and we didn't. But I think you're right. I mean, uh, the wow, it's true. There is a significant amount of overlap. Um between all, you know, Barbara Streisand, uh, uh, an EGOT winner, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Mr. Lovitz um, having been in the show The Critic, I would imagine John Lovitz has tinnitus as well. I would think so. He just looks like the type. I mm-hmm. um, but this is not an episode about John Lovitz. This has been an episode about getting better at appreciating Barbara Streisand, which uh, I, I feel like I've done. I mean, I, I yeah. Um, uh, you really overcame the the prank in this episode. Congratulations! Thanks so much for your help um, in uh, in helping me appreciate Barbara Streisand more. I do want to ask real quick: um, Do you have uh, any suggestions for improvements to the show? Um, how could this episode have gone better? Um, we're always looking to improve, both in our lives but also in our podcast recording. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's the first one. It was very fun. Um, I'm easily distracted. Maybe that's the, uh, the ADHD of it all. So maybe if when the video works, you had like cue cards and stuff for people, that would be really helpful. Okay. Um, we'll consider getting cue cards, um, in the video for the uh, podcast. Um, Gene, if you could make that note. Uh, I, I want to ask where can uh, where can the audience hear you? Uh, they've uh, certainly loved the 15 second increments that they've heard you talk about Barbara Streisand, but you talk about other things on another podcast. Yeah, if you um, like the way my voice sounds and want to hear it uh, mushing up and making some other sounds, you can hear me as a narrator on the horror anthology 13, and that's the word, not the number. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, and I also produce that show. So. Pick up the scare that works for you. Uh, well, wow. Pick up the scare that works for you. That's new. I just says I improv that. <laughs> that's a pretty good tagline. Um, and I feel like ours is not that great. Ours keep getting better. I mean, that's, you know, it it could keep getting better, frankly. Uh, there's a lot of, that could be changed about it. Do you have any improvements? I, I, I want to take this time um, to ask each guest, actually, at the end of the episode, how we can improve uh, our tagline, keep getting better. Um, yeah, I think that you should add the word again, keep getting better again. Keep getting better again. Okay. Um, we are considerate added. Uh, thank you very much, Brooke. Um, and, uh, thank you, a listener for tuning in to everyone's better than me, but I'm getting better at the podcast with Cameron Lindsay. Uh, I have been your host, Cameron Lindsay. Um, special thanks to Uh, Gene, our producer, and uh, remember, keep getting better.